All right, good morning and welcome to the stock market update. It is Wednesday, March 30th. And wow, we have a lot to talk about today because yesterday stocks, uh, well, closed higher again because uh, there are some news uh, regarding the Russia-Ukraine war. So we'll take a look at this. Crude oil is still moving higher yesterday. A key jobs report being released. We'll take a look at this. Also, wild swings for AMC and GameStop. We're going to take a look at this. And then Robinhood had a good day. So I'll show you what's happening there. Plus, we will show you when to take profits on options. And we are using some real life examples from the trades that we are in right now. But before we dive in and show you exactly what's happening here, if this is your first time here, hi, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This super smart guy over there is my head coach, Mark Hodge. And together we have more than 47 years of trading experience. And, and every morning we sift through a through a mountain of news websites, newsletters and reports. And then we condense all the information uh, into a few minutes, go live here and share with you what you need to know as you add it to your trading day. If this is your first time here and you're a little bit overwhelmed, don't worry. We have a special video just for you that I'll link to in the description. And that's a great place to get started. All right. So talking about getting started, let's hop over to the markets here and let's see what happened yesterday. Mark, I'm, I'm bringing up here the, the S&P 500. So another big day. It was, Marcus. Uh, we opened higher and uh, really just kind of drifted higher during the session. Uh, the S&P closed higher for the fourth day in a row. Uh, shaping up for a decent week and uh, really a, a solid month as well. Well, because now also something significant happened yesterday. So the S&P 500 is now out of correction territory. Let's talk about correction territory because this is ha happening uh, when a stock market, a stock index, or even a stock is moving 10% uh, below the previously established highs. And uh, as of yesterday, we're down back at at four percent, so that's good. Yeah, the the correction definitely out of correction territory and making a march back up towards those highs and a real solid couple of days. Yeah. Also, I mean, the Nasdaq yesterday on fire. I mean, up one point eight percent, and then we had the Dow uh, up almost a percent uh, with yesterday. The VIX, the fear index, uh, trading lower here. Yeah, and I think with uh, the move yesterday, the NASDAQ came back out of uh, correction territory as well. So the NASDAQ was hit harder with this recent slide and actually entered bear market territory down 20%. So that's the difference between correction territory and bear market territory. But with yesterday's rally, I think we popped out of that 10% drop too. Yeah. So let's talk about what's happening. I mean, yesterday, the, the peace talks between uh, Russia and Ukraine started in Turkey, and uh, th there were some good news towards the end of the day that uh, kind of sounded, uh, well, we're making some progress. It did, and this really helped the markets yesterday. Hope that the Russia-Ukraine ceasefire uh, was on target. Uh, Ukraine said it would agree not to join a military alliance or host foreign troops but would rather demand security guarantees similar to NATO's collective defense clause known as Article 5. And in turn, Moscow would not oppose Ukraine joining the European Union. Right. And I mean, that, that sounds like a, it, it would be a compromise. So let's see how it goes, because yesterday also Russia said, OK, um, we, we will drastically reduce military activity uh, in Ukraine. 
But we know what happened when they did it last time. I mean, right last time when they said, oh, yeah, yeah we, we were pulling back our troops was exactly the day before they invaded Ukraine. So everybody is like, hmm, let's see, wait and see of what's happening here. And that's what kind of what we are seeing here this morning in the markets. And uh, <clears throat> we'll take a look at those here in, in just a moment, because yesterday the attacks still continued. Uh, but again, it seems that there might be some hope. We'll see. Uh, I brought up the uh, the Russia index, and it's a little bit misleading because uh, it hasn't been trading in over a month. And here on TradingView, uh, this break is not shown. You see uh, right here as I'm hovering over this one. This was uh, February 25th, and then uh, on March 24th, it opened again. So there was a month of no trading in Russia. But yesterday, as we can see, the... Uh, the Russia index up almost 5%. So also giving an indication there that there might be some hope. Yeah, I also read that the ruble, I, I believe, has made up uh, most of its ground since uh, falling substantially after the the slide there. Yeah. So, but, but and then on the other hand, I mean, crude oil is still marching higher here. So, uh, I mean... Crude oil uh, this morning uh, up another uh, three 3.7%, 3.8%. Yeah, and we know there there's the the issue with Russia, crude oil, and, and what's going to happen there, but also the shutdowns in China and uh, potentially lower demand. So crude oil is just all over the place right now, just a ton of volatility. Yeah, we, we're getting into a really interesting triangle formation here. If we want to take a look at uh, what happened here, because we we did have, uh, let me just draw it in here, the trend line. We did have uh, this trend, or we do have on the one hand this trend, and then on the other hand we have uh, well lower highs here. So we'll we'll see what happens with this triangle. I think that we might break down to the downside because we have seen that crude oil has been trading below a hundred again. Uh, over the past few weeks, a couple of times. Yeah, and markets like round numbers, so it looks like we, yeah, you know, we dipped below it uh, yesterday. And yeah, gosh, th this to me is the big wild card in the markets, right? Uh, we know that in the U.S., uh, the uh, Russia sanctions and, and the impact on Russia and, and the invasion of Ukraine, it shouldn't affect our economy that much, but. Uh, Crude oil dropping back to $50 a barrel would be huge. Crude oil going up to $200 a barrel would also be huge in the wrong direction. And so right now, I think crude oil is the wild card. Yeah. And uh, then we, we talked about it. I mean, we have uh, this week is the big week for jobs reports. And uh, the, the big one is on Friday where we have the monthly jobs report. Uh, this will be then for March. Uh, but yesterday we already had the... Uh, the JOLTS job opening reports. Let's talk about this for a moment. Sure. So JOLTS jobs came out higher than expected. Uh, and, and so this was uh, you know, a positive uh, for the, the market there. But uh, Marcus, today we had ADP non-farm employment. That's That's a big one too. Yeah. And uh, ADP farm employment came in, uh, came in exactly... Uh, at the expectations and lower from the previous month. Yeah, and so uh, leisure and hospitality led job gains, adding 166,000 jobs. Uh, this coming two days before the big jobs report on Friday, uh, but showing that companies added jobs at a solid pace in March. Yeah. All right. So 
We'll, we'll show you in a moment uh, how the markets react to this, and uh, we'll also show you when we take uh, when we take profits here. But I, I want to go through a few stocks uh, that uh, made really big moves yesterday. One of them being GameStop, and uh, I mean, if you look at a daily chart here, we'll see that it almost looks like there's not a lot going on. But look at this long bar, and if we switch to a five-minute chart, uh, we will just see that there were wild swings both in GameStop also. Uh, in AMC, because uh, yeah, these these meme stock seems to be seem to be back right now. <laughs> they do, they do, and uh, I mean that we saw earlier on that yeah that push towards uh, more risky assets, uh, Bitcoin and and these meme stocks uh, really kind of drove the markets higher, and and now that's back. So that I, I think that could be a good sign for the market, but just crazy moves in in the meme stocks. Yeah, I mean, here we are, we're talking about a 156% gain. I mean, it looks so harmless on the chart, but that's a 156% gain. And it all started when the CEO said, you know what, I, I'm just uh, adding another 100,000 shares uh, to my existing shares. And he now has 9.1 million shares. And uh, this were, on this rally alone, uh, the CEO, Ryan Cohen, made uh, $600 million. That's not bad at all, huh? Not, not too shabby. <laughs> okay, and then the other stock that made news yesterday is Robinhood. <laughs> Did you see what happened there? I didn't. Okay, so Robinhood yesterday up twenty five percent, and all they did is basically, hey, we're gonna do what everybody else is doing. We are just adding uh, a few additional hours to extend the trading. And uh, now provides trading from seven o'clock in the morning till eight o'clock at night. I mean, this is nothing unusual. This is pretty much what every other broker offers. But but for Robinhood, it could be a big move because uh, yes, we know that many of the Robinhood users do still have uh, regular jobs. So for them, trading in after hours, th that uh, that might be a good revenue uh, generator here for Robinhood. Interesting the swing though, because I believe this was we, we talked about this before when it came out as an idea, and it, I believe it was around earnings. Um, exactly. So interesting to see that uh, you had the pop, even though it was already discussed. But hey, good yeah. For well, the other thing is that they said, you know what, this is just part of our strategy to go to a twenty-four hour market. So they want to allow trading for twenty-four hours, and again. With Robinhood, you're not trading necessarily against other traders, especially with Robinhood. It is against uh, market makers, and this is how they're getting paid. So this is why they can probably do this, even though officially uh, all of this uh, after-hour trading is usually just from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. True. I guess payment for order flow uh, is easier done in a 24-hour environment compared to the traditional exchanges. <laughs> it seems so. Hey, markets. Yeah. I think we have to bring up Apple. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you're right. I mean, gosh, what a rally for Apple. I, I think they're up 11 days straight. Yeah. I, I think this is the, the most uh, consecutive wins that they had uh, since, uh, I don't know, what, 2000-something? Do you know the exact number? I think when they released the, yeah, I, the I Apple somewhere. I believe, almost. Yeah, just an impressive move for Apple. Uh, down a little bit pre-market. We'll, we'll see if the rally comes to an end or not today, but uh, just a real nice move for Apple. Yeah. I just want to talk quickly about uh, when to take profits here on options, uh, just because it's a, it's a question that came up. So on, on Monday, we sold options on AMAT. And uh, 
we, we got $60 per option. And according to the calculator, based on my account size here, uh, we are looking to trade uh, eight options. So uh, let's just uh, write this down here. So this would be times eight options uh, times eight. So that's $480. And I think this is where it's important to understand the concept of premium per day, because this is something that uh, we have been looking for forever, basically. Let me see if I can move the text box a little bit out of the way. So the premium per day means that we have now, when we entered it on Monday, five days to expiration. So we take the 480 divided by five days, and I'm just rounding up right now. And this means uh, that we can expect to make $100 per day. Now, one of the things that we like to do is that we like to buy back the option at 90% of the max profit. So uh, what does this mean? It means that if we sold it for 60 cents, uh, we buy it back for six cents. And uh, I mean, Mark, let's talk about what, what's the rationale behind that? Sure. So when we sell a put, we're collecting premium, we're getting paid for that. And that's the real incentive. We're okay owning shares at that strike as well if the stock does fall. So, you know, part of it is wanting to own the stock at that strike, but in the meantime, getting paid for it. Now, when the stock is drifting a little bit higher, the value of that put is decreasing, which is a positive for us. And that means that there's just a little value in that put left uh, during the week at times. And, and so we could hold on to that little premium and squeeze out just every penny possible, or we could close the trade early by buying it back at a lower price, locking in that profit and freeing up that buying power to put on a new and better trade. Right. Because if, if you can buy it back after, let's say, three days uh, for six cents, uh, we make, uh, what, uh, 54 cents, uh, $54, and again, times six. So that's a uh, little, <laughs> where's the calculator? Like uh, $324? Yeah. Yeah. So, we, which means that here we are getting already our $100 per day. So that's the idea here. Uh, so we are getting out of this, as you said, freeing buying power. Now, we are not doing this on the very last day by expiration. But if you can do that today on a Wednesday and after two or three days, we are collecting the max premium. I said we can free up some buying power to enter more positions because especially today, uh, there, there could be an opportunity because uh, this morning, Markets were a little bit lower. I'm bringing up the uh, the Emini Nasdaq futures, and uh, we're switching to a five minute chart. I mean, after this impressive rally, I'm not surprised that we are opening here a little bit lower that we see some profit taking. So this is where we opened yesterday, and we see that uh, overnight just uh, moving lower here right now, uh, down half a percent. So also showing that uh, this morning's ADP jobs report didn't really move the markets here. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, um, Marcus, yesterday, uh, NXPI was a, a trade that I put on on Monday. Right. Um, and gosh, I shouldn't share that I broke my rules. But <laughs> this is where I collected 86 cents on Monday for every option that I sold, which was maybe 18 cents a day premium per day. And I was able to buy it back for 12 cents. That was 86% of its entire profit potential so i'm at 18 cents premium per day or i could hold on to it for three dollars premium per day i decided to close it early get out of the trade now i have that extra buying power so if we get a nice down day today 
or tomorrow now i have a free open position all right now we we gotta start trading live here but tomorrow we will show you uh, of why mark took the nxpi trade and i did not take this so there's a very specific reason that we'll show you tomorrow because we're running a little bit out of time here but is this helpful to show you this discussion of what exactly what we are doing if it is give us a like or leave a comment below and let us know what else you would like us to cover so that we can uh, do this here during these morning updates which are for you so that you can become a better trader okay anyhow Mark, we got it started with trading. If you would like to know how we trade these crazy markets, there's a few videos for you. Take a look at these and uh, then make sure that you tune in tomorrow morning when we show you off why Mark took the one trade, the NXPI trade, and I chose not to take it. All right, have a great rest of your day. Happy trading, everybody.